This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Report day at the Department of Agriculture fell in line with trader expectations, but still showed record production by American farmers. USDA's annual crop production recap for 2021 detailed the largest soybean crop on record, as well as a record yield for corn last year. Rice yield also set records, and sorghum and cotton production both observed increases of about 20%. Arlen Suderman with Stone X says the bin-busting figures were largely in line with trade expectations. No change in corn yield, although USDA did raise corn harvested acreage by about 300,000 acres. Soybeans harvested acres were reduced by about 100,000, but the yield was increased two-tenths of a bushel. So I think the net was that it added, added about uh, 10 million bushels or so, whereas a little larger increase in supply for corn as a result. But really not too big a surprise overall for the market. Allendale Chief Strategist Rich Nelson says one surprising figure to come from the reports was a cut to corn export projections. He says traders might pass off that 75 million bushel reduction, but will be watching the soybean side of the ledger for action from Brazil. On the corn side, I think most exporters will be ignoring USD's uh, numbers as far as lowering corn exports on this report. As far as soybeans, I think most exporters are still kind of uh, unsure about the situation. Uh, bottom line is we're not really going to see Brazil. Uh, there, there's no way we're going to see Brazil not retake the export market. So the only question is how aggressively they take the export market. According to the World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report also released today, South American corn and soybean production is expected to take a hit due to weather problems. There's more in our coverage on agripulse.com. A witness before a House Ag Committee hearing today on electric vehicle proliferation says Congress and the federal government have available avenues to better align the technology with the needs of agriculture. Lincoln Wood is the electrification policy manager for the Southern Company in Atlanta. He says research funding would be a big help to the industry. There is a need to understand the implications of agriculture electrification. There could be a research program created. And doing that, it needs to be a multi-stakeholder process, so to have the manufacture of the equipment, the utilities, of course, to understand the implications of charging, but also the farmers and involvement in that case, so that they do not bear the full cost of the new equipment all by themselves. He says the executive branch also has a role to play. We have a joint DOT-DOE Office of Transportation Electrification, so we, that would qualify, agriculture still qualifies as moving people and moving goods with electricity. So whatever learnings we have there, we should be able to make sure those learnings are allocated to that DOE-DOT office. The committee convenes to explore rural America's needs as vehicle manufacturers and many government agencies roll out plans to further electrify the vehicle fleet. Jeff Cooper with the Renewable Fuels Association also testified at the hearing and urged the committee to champion a balanced approach to fueling the nation's cars, trucks, and tractors. We believe any future decarbonization policy should take a technology-neutral, performance-based approach that focuses strictly on greenhouse gas emissions reduction and increasing fuel efficiency without dictating the use of specific fuels and vehicles to achieve those reductions. General Motors testified at the hearing and said it plans to transition to an all-electric vehicle fleet by 2035. Finally today, the latest consumer price index shows a 7% increase over the last year, the largest hike in 40 years. Grocery prices increased 6.5% over the same time period. 
Breaking down the numbers, prices for five of the six major grocery store food groups rose in December. One bright spot for consumers is a 0.4% drop in the index for meat, poultry, fish, and eggs after an increase of 0.7% in each of the previous seven months. Beef prices dropped 2% in December and pork prices dropped 0.8%. Phil Brasher has more in his story on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Whether it's food for your family, cotton for your shirts, or biofuel for your car, America's farmers and ranchers provide it all and more. Support them by joining your local Farm Bureau. Learn more at fb.org join. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.